All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Frank Delana. Today on the pod, we have NFL wide receiver, one of my best friends. Just asked him to be a groomsman at my wedding, Keyshawn Johnson. Say what's up to the people, Juice Nation. We're getting suited up and booted up. <laughs> the you know the vibes. <laughs> I love it. Key, last time you were on the pod, uh, we were still in the basement, still at the bottom. We're rising through the ashes right now in the studio. The camera crew's here. We got the sponsors here. We got it, we got it all, all laid out. What do you think so far? Man, it's just a different vibe. You know, my boy's blowing up and glowing <laughs> up. So, you know, can do nothing but love it. Hey, iron sharpens iron. Um, out of the gate, though, I want to make sure everyone knows that this episode is brought to you in part by the American Pistachio Growers. If you want to perform like the pros, be sure to eat your pistachios. Hmm. I might trademark That's that. That's a little clever. Ooh, <laughs> right? I love it. Shout out to those guys. Be sure to eat your nuts, kids. Speaking of kids, you know, first weekend of college football really hitting right now. And there's so many things changing in that game itself. And I'm just thinking from a perspective of at the Fresno State game that I watched this last weekend, there was recruits on the sideline. And I think the recruiting game has changed because of NIL. But the original, you know, kind of big three of how cool are the jerseys of that school, how nice are their facilities. And then I think it should be accounted for like, what's their game day atmosphere like? What do you think out of like those three? Like you were a recruited guy more than me at least, like what was the selling point for you to come to Fresno State and what were you looking at as you were going from school to school to school? Uh, to be honest, I was just looking at the culture that, you know, everyone brought around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? From coaches to players, see how players came out the locker room, see how the envi- uh, their environment was in the locker room. And uh, coming here, the reason I chose Fresno State, it was like I came to, you know, a big game. They were ranked in the... They are ranked. They are ranked high, you know what I mean, in the nation of all college football teams. And, I came out, the stadium, stadium was pretty much sold out. And as I seen that game, I'm like, man, like this would be kind of like dope to play in front of, you know what yeah. I mean? And just seeing other people that I know play at Fresno State, you know what I mean? Do certain things that they did at Fresno State. So that obviously inspired me more too as well. I think, you know, like I think definitely a team like Oregon, who's known to have the so many uni combos. Top notch. They use that like for sure to their advantage. But at the same time, you look at a school – like, okay, Alabama wears the same jerseys constantly. Penn State's another one I always come to mind. Like, they have to wear black cleats at Penn State. They have no logo on their helmets at all. Like, they have nothing at all. But yet, they, they'll get some of the best recruits because their stadium atmosphere is one of the best in probably the world, realistically. Yeah, you know, the, their wideout game is like a insane, insane game. Everyone, you know, worldwide knows that game just strictly off of, like, that crowd, you know what yeah. I mean? That environment that it brings. And uh, like going to Oregon, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of schools that can't compete with their uniforms. And They're at Nike. It's headquarters. It's the headquarters. It's right around the corner. You know what I mean? The man. Phil Knight, he, he did the whole the, thing. I read the book. Yeah. He's Shoe the, dog, read that. It's a good he, one. He's the man. You yeah. know what I mean? When it comes to putting things together and putting the jerseys together, different combinations every week. So right. that obviously is going to inspire some kids that looks into that type of, you know what I mean? That type of deal. And Bring in, you know what I mean, the swag to the field. Like right. that's that's obviously going to inspire kids as well. You know what I mean, the shoes you get, the clothes you get. Like well, Nike Christmas. When you're an 18 year old kid who comes out of high school and you're not used to that, you know, getting free stuff. You used to go to Sports Authority or Dick Sporting Goods to buy your gloves before a game, and all of a sudden you, know you I mean? could get a fresh pair two times a week, and nobody's flinching at you. Okay. That's fun in itself. There's no question. You get customized cleats that no one in the world can get. Like yeah. you know what I mean. It's, it's some of the things that they have the perks to where it's not something that you can't get anywhere else. So that brings a different environment to recruiting, you know what I right. mean? You know that there's nothing, if I get these cleats or I get these certain shoes, these certain Jordans or Nikes, whatever it may be, 
a lot of kids can't get these ever. So yeah. if I have this one pair, it's a lot of, you know what I mean? It's a select few of kids that just gets these. It's like few right. people that has them. So it's like, a, it's a prize. You know what I mean? It's something Absolutely. That, it's something that you just keep with you. Well, I think, you know, one of the reasons, I, it doesn't bother me, but like, I think one of the cool things about playing so hard in high school to try to play college is working towards getting those custom gloves and those free, you know, cleats and all that stuff. Like I remember being in high school when they first came out with the logo on the like on the gloves, on the gloves. Yeah. that was like the most dope thing I've ever seen in my life. And you've seen Oregon did it first, and then all or the Bama, others, yeah, and LSU now, had a few. Now like, all the other schools after Oregon did it, and right? Now all the other schools Every follow school the trend. It. Every yeah. school has it now because it's just something that blew up so big. But where did it start? You know right. what I mean? It started at Nike headquarters. Started yeah. with Oregon. Yeah. So they were the first people to get something like that. But now schools are. You see how Oklahoma's transferring now. They're Jordan and they're transferring. Right. Michigan's transferring now. They're Jordan, so they're getting more recruits strictly off of you know what I mean. Different perks that. They're getting now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we brought the Penn State thing. It makes you think like, what do you think is the most electric? Let's start with college football state like environment in, in like in the in the whole country. Obviously, Fresno State, they bring the juice, they do their thing, they have their moments. Like we had, I mean, when you score that one touchdown against Boise that one year and it started, Fresno State. The, the, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, it was absolutely crazy. Being in that situation, you know what I mean? As being someone on the field to make a play and being in that situation was something that, you know, I'll never forget that moment type of deal. Yeah. So then like going to, you know what I mean? If you're on a recruiting vision, you're in an all-white game as in Penn State, you're at that right. game. that probably be a moment you'll probably never forget. So you're like, I'm going here. I'm going here. Why not be a part of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, let me really be on the field and do my thing and be in this environment. I know like Virginia Tech has the Enter Sandman. They come out pretty hard. Clemson has like the rock thing or yeah. something. I don't know. I haven't experienced enough of it to like, oh yeah, you gotta go here. We've we've played in some games though. We got each other watch the other team run out. Like, I don't know. Boy, uh, not Boise. Bama had Alabama had a pretty cool like they sang that song the song and, and they walking out through the tunnel they walking you out through the tunnel like they, that was that was something that you know what I mean that we looked at as other players like damn like that's that's nice let's that's have nice like, I wish we could have this one day you know what I mean I feel right. like our you know our what I mean? ramp as, is hard I was gonna say I feel like as ours now and the more things that they're getting with the little stage set up right. and everything is developing lights. the lights is developing more into something as a school like you know what I mean Alabama or. Oregon or Clemson or whatever we, you know, I mean, all the schools that we just named, it's just right. growing into something more. I, I mean, I got to give props to Fresno State. If I really think about everywhere we played against and looking how the other team runs out and what the energy is on that run out, Fresno State's honestly probably up there in the Mountain West for sure. Number one. Oh, Not yeah. Even close that ramp. And I think as a player, like you see the like the walk, you come out the locker room, you go by like the red brick thing where it says dog, dog house. house. Like, yeah. And then you start kind of doing like, Floating on air, shuffling because some of the crowds getting you hyped up. That ramps a long ways. Yeah, up once, and down. Up once, and down. Once you having a good year and you know what I mean, where you perform in the right, right way, the red wave starts to you know what I mean come out more and more and more. So as you're starting to walk out, those games are getting more and more packed. So you start seeing the more different environment. It starts shifting to something that's even bigger. You know, so you know. Additionally, with college football changing, and I I, I bring up what attracts a crew to this point. One of my original things was the NIL. And during our era, that wasn't a thing. You couldn't make money off this. Sheesh. But, I mean, do you think it's cool that it's the Wild West? Like, you could anybody can make as much bread as possible. Do you think there should be caps to it? Or what, what do you? what's your take on it? Uh, I feel like if a guy's performing and a guy's doing everything he needs to do, you know what I mean? It's it's benefiting him as well yeah. as it's benefiting, you know I mean, your school that you go to. It's of course been, it is. It's benefiting everyone in the long run. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like as a player, if you're out here performing and you're doing – all the things that you need to do on the on and off the field, 
and you get, you know what I mean, blessed with an opportunity to take an NIL deal, I feel like all kids should be able to, you know what I mean, take it and it shouldn't be maximized. Like no. If, if no matter what you're doing, if you're, it depends on how you're playing. It depends on how, what type of person you are off the field. So if you're doing both of those things in a great way, then I feel like you should be blessed with that opportunity. Do you think that there, so you said there should be no cap. So what's going to happen once, you know, like an 18, 19 year old kid's making more than like the whole coaching staff? It's just it's part a, of the deal. It's some kids that's doing that now. I know it's crazy. Like that's one kid I can name off my head, the Nico kid from LA. Yeah, he goes to I think he goes to Long Beach now. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Commits to Tennessee. And oh, like, the, he made like eight million or something. You like know that. what I mean? Like, what eighteen year old kid is? He's not even in college yet. Not even in college yet. And he's making eight. He just got, he just made an NIL deal for eight million. The kid that's going to Miami, he just got a deal for nine million. He got offered another. He got offered more money to go to another school or do certain things, and it's like. Yes, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? But right. it also can be it also can hurt you because like then you do you work that do you work harder as a young kid? Do you know how to work harder when you're getting this money already? Yeah. And I'm thinking then also like if I'm in the Tennessee locker room, knowing that we just had a kid from high school. If I'm in the Tennessee locker room and I've been training here for four years, five years, earning my stripes, doing my thing, and some kid from high school already is making eight million on top of coming in to try to be our leader, our QB1, you think that's going to mess with the environment of like a locker room? I feel like it can. It depends on how the kid comes in. The kid yeah. has to come in and just, you know, be humble about his situation and, you know what I mean, move forward and work every day like one of the players on a team. And if you're going to be a leader, your coach is going to see you be a leader and he's only going to put you as a leader if you're doing the right things. You know what I mean? I feel like that's going to be on accountability of coaches and how they hold every player accountable. Yeah. So I feel like sense. I feel like that's where it'll come. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like I just seen on the internet the Ohio State quarterback. Right. You know what I mean? He just bought his whole team. He said, week one, I want all you guys, I want all of us to look nice. If you guys take the offer, I would like to, you know what I mean, buy all you guys suits for the first game. That's awesome. That's a leader. That's a leader. You know I mean, that's a leader taking advantage of his NIL deal to his team. So he's holding, you know what I mean? He's it's, it's He has an accountability, you know what I mean? Right. And that's, that's the dope part. If some people see things like that and see the leadership in that way, then I feel like they'll buy in with that player just as much more and not think that he's just feeling like he's hot, you know what I mean, the hot yeah, man on yeah, campus yeah. because of his NIL deals. It also makes me think, too, from the perspective of like, okay, let's say you were in college right now. What, Who would you want to sign with? Just like... Yeah, I mean... Nike, like, Adidas, like well, all, the, all those. No, like, of course you could do that, but like, okay, think locally. Like, who? who... I mean... Because a lot of like, there, I know there's all these chicken shacks down south that they're signing kids to. I seen that IHOP signed a couple O linemen. Hooters signed some dudes. Like, who do you shoot your shot at, Key? To be honest, just for the, just for the Fresno State and me going there, I would probably go shoot at Doghouse first. Yeah, like just to have the Doghouse under my belt and feel like try tip it, sandwich it, commercials. You know and what shit. I mean? That would be probably something to be. That's a legacy to have. You know what I mean? I had to. Doghouse grill to know right. what goes with the school. You know what I mean? Like like you said, we walk out the tunnel and you see doghouse on the side. We'll be we eat after every game. Yep. So it's like, okay, cool. If I was able to have that endorsement deal or have the NIL deal to where I can, instead of our coaches, something supplying the game, the food after the game, maybe right. I could do it sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? And, no, it creates opportunity. And like, you know, one thing I know you're experiencing, you've experienced in your time in the NFL. I mean, even in college, it's playing being on the roster, being on the travel squad, things like that, it is physical, it is mental, it gets sometimes, you know, it's a numbers game, it could get political, it could do all kinds of things. And I think one thing the NIL thing does kind of do is like, you got to learn how to sell yourself both to coaches, to the program, to the culture, 
you could kind of use this like as a little bit of a a leash for leverage at this point to where if you're 18, 19 years old, maybe you're not the star on the team, but maybe you're actually a really good, well-spoken dude, or maybe you're a good dude in the community and you link up with someone. And and I think another thing too is like a lot of people, I'm not, you know, I'm I have a lot of people trying to get recruited these days coming to me asking, like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like I had my son listen to an episode of Bring the Juice. He liked what you said that. And, you know, kind of a, a spin-off of that is like you need to sell yourself sometimes. Some people think I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to score a touchdown a game and they're going to come find me. Like sometimes you got to email a coach first. Sometimes you got to reach out first. You got to be the one who engages in the conversation or a business deal or with a coach or whatever. And you need your voice to be heard. And like, you can't just be a voice though. You got to obviously be able to back it up. Yeah. But it gives you some opportunity, I feel like. In my recruiting process, I wasn't, you know what I mean? I had to sell myself to start getting a recruit, you know right. what I mean? Getting schools to come look at me doing this and doing that. Like my brother, uh, my brother had an injury in college and uh, he had to sit out for a year of football. And yeah. at that time, my recruiting process wasn't <clears throat> very high at the time. You know what I mean? I was just... It was slow. It was slow. I, I grew, hit a growth spurt late. So my brother, he came in, you know what I mean? At that year, and he was like, man, I want to be more a part of football right now while I have to sit out this year. Right. And I'm like, well, we're both thinking, like, what can we do? And I'm like, man, I'm not getting recruited very heavily. Like, he was like, after every game, I'm going to make, like, you know what I mean? I'm going to start making your highlight tape. Right. So he started making my highlight tape. So after the first half of the season, he made my, you know what I mean, half season. uh, First six games. First six games, you know, highlight tape. And uh, from there, that's when I feel like the recruiting process picked up when my brother sent my, 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 Highlight tape to every school, like all schools. He sent it to every school. There was not probably one school on the list that my brother didn't send that to. Got the emails. He figured it all out. And that's when my recruiting process started picking up Right after that point. So then it was like, okay, I sold myself. So yeah. at that time, I had to learn. Like, you know what I mean? It's not always what your coaches are going to do. It's not always what, you know what I mean, someone else is going to do for you. You got sometimes figure it out on your own. So when you say selling yourself, I'm just, th- you know, that was from high school. You came to college. You proved yourself. You performed enough to get drafted into the NFL. I know you've been in the Arizona Cardinals locker room, the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. You've been in the Niners locker room. You're in the Falcons locker room. How is that still that process of like, you still got to sell yourself at this point. The NFL is so competitive. There's there's good dudes, but there's only so many spots. That's part of the game. What do you? What would you say is your biggest thing on how you're going to try to separate yourself from the competition? And come in and be, no matter the position I'm in at the time, you know, come in and be a leader. Like, I've played at all levels now. Some, you know what I mean, some guys are still going to come in younger than me. They don't know the ins and outs of the NFL yet. They don't know how to be a pro on and off the field yet. So, for me, you know what I mean, it's either it could come by helping younger guys, you know what I mean, be more of a pro. Just know how to, like, I had to learn how to take care of my body after, you know what I mean, in the offseason, like, teach some kids that, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Just work with the team in all type of ways that I can, you know, separate myself, just not on the field, but as a leader in the room as well. So, you know, in this NFL experience so far, what would you say you've taken away the most? Being the vet, being the leader. You got to just be available, man. Like, that's one of the main things. And it's like, okay, you got to hold yourself. Like, it's time now that you have off, that you don't have your college coach pushing you all summer or, you know what I mean, during the time that you have off, you have to know how to, like, time, have your own time management. It's not like, okay, cool, I'm going to go away for two weeks and go home and... not Sit on your ass, do nothing. Yeah, yeah just work can't. out for, you know what I mean, go out there, catch some passes, do whatever. But now it's like, okay, cool, I have three months off 
You know what I mean? Before I get back into it, you can lose yourself in three months. You know what I mean? If you're not doing the right thing. So now it's like, you got to know how to, you know what I mean? Like I say, once back again, the time management, knowing when to tell your friends, you don't want to hang out. Want to know that you're not going out. Not, yeah. Want to know when you got to be somewhere, like the time management, doing everything. So that's what comes with it. That takes a huge sense of just accountability within your internal self, I feel like. Yeah, being an adult. You know what I mean? Like now you're an adult. It's not like, you in college you were an adult as well, but- you still kind of get baby. Yeah. I feel like you still have some sheltering in that way, just from coaches being on you, the way you look at it. Now it's a business. Yeah. Once you get to the next level, it's a business. So if you are going to go do whatever you're going to do, the coach is not going to be there calling you unless you're, you know what I mean, a first round top one picked and they, they're relying on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're replaceable, then they're going to let you just be replaceable. Wow. You know what I mean? So, you know, being in this variety of locker rooms, what is like has it has I has any of these locker rooms, any of these franchises you've been with, has the culture stuck out from one of them? Like, or like, hey, they do this well, or like, oh, those fans there are crazy, or I like the way they operate. Any of anything, like, or are all the teams pretty much a mishmash of the same with different logos. Yeah, it has, you know, I mean, it has its pros and cons. Every team, no matter what, everywhere you go is gonna have things that you like and you don't like, but it's how to make the things that you don't like work. Right. That's what you got to learn. You know what I mean? And you got to beat those odds and whatever you don't don't like, you got to beat the odds in it. And you know what I mean? Go to work at anyone, in any business that you're in, any company or any something, it's going to be probably something that you just don't agree with. Yeah. But what are you going to do? You no, can't. You, you can't. It's... Yeah. Well, nobody... I mean, nobody's ever going to agree with everything, too. Like, I feel like you got to have that balance there. And I think everyone has their line of like, ah, we don't agree on this, but it's okay because we get... He's a good person. Like, yeah. nobody's perfect nobody's going to be the exact match of you which is fine it's okay to me it's almost better to like be able to talk things out as adults and have a sense of respect for their opinion and all that but you know it's hard because like essentially you're in a profession where it's it's you're getting traded company to company it's not like you're getting like like yeah you're still yeah. playing football yeah you're still running routes you're catching footballs you're scoring touchdowns like you still got to block. You got to do all these same things, but you're you're working. You're not just changing teams. You're changing companies. Like, imagine you're a car dealer and you started off at Chevy, but they said, "Hey, we're gonna dish you over to Ford," and Ford's like, "Nah, you're going to Nissan." And Nissan's like, "Oh, you're at Lexus now." Yeah. But then you go back to Toyota. Yeah. Like, that ain't that easy of a deal to it's transition. Not- Everyone's got their style and their every, metrics and shit. And every, every team has their style. You know what I mean? Different. Things that they go by, you know what I mean? A different culture that coaches bring to it, the different things that coaches like to see. All coaches don't like to see the same thing. No. So, or else, you know what I mean? All the league will just be just the same. Every team will be the same. So there's different offenses you get into. Right. You know what I mean? There's just different cultures that you're getting into, different things that coaches want to see. Some coaches push you more to be a blocker, push you yeah. more to, you know what I mean? Run deep down man, a whatever. Deep man, push you more to run down the field, no matter what, finish every play with the running back. It's, you know what I mean? All coaches, I feel like, bring different coaches. They'll but, have their thing. I get that. But I feel like as a player, if you bring yourself every day to work and you know that you need to work hard and do what you're going to do, regardless of what your circumstance is, I feel like you'll beat the odds somehow, some way. Mm-mm-mm. I like it, Q. Yeah. I really like it. I really freaking like it. God. I know... It just makes me think like between all the franchises, all the things like you got to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. And it's hard because the game of football is also it's a ticking clock. Like 
me and you have talked about it. Football ends someday for everybody. In college, you know when college is over because your eligibility, it, 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 it dries up. And, you know, we we know dudes who we've played with who are like, some dudes try to still make it to the NFL for five years and they haven't played since. And mm-hmm. like, they're trying to hang on to that dream. They're trying to keep chasing greatness, which I'm never going to hate on. But it's slim numbers. It's it's hard to do in this league, man. The NFL is a hard business. Like, you know, I mean, the NFL stands for not for long. Yeah. So a lot of people that beat the odds of playing for a certain amount of time, you know what I mean? That's a, a blessing. You know what I mean? And regardless, it's a blessing that you got to play college football. It's a blessing that you, you know what I mean, got to be on a field with certain people. It's a privilege. You know what I mean? Like, still to this day, I played with Larry Fitzgerald. Like, so I'm saying, you lined up next to Larry Fitzgerald. He's known, you know, one of the best. One of the GOATs. Regardless yeah. of what anyone's going to say. He's in the debate. In the debate of the best receiver ever. Yeah. And being able to, you know what I mean, regardless of, say, how long my career is. Yes, I played with some of these dudes. Right. Like, DeAndre Hopkins. You yeah. know what I mean? friend of mine, but play with him. Chandler Jones. Like, you know what I mean? It's and the list can Chan. the list can go on and on. You know what I mean? Like there's play Kyler Murray. Like right, right now, up and you know what I mean, up and coming even more. Like all Good, these nice little contract. You know what I mean? The James Conner, his different stories. Like it's I play with different levels of players. So it's like I'm already blessed. You know what yeah. I mean? To be able to do that. To be able to say that I was drafted to my kids or you know what I mean, no matter what it may be, I, I'm blessed. Who but. is who's like I know we've we've brushed on it and like I've 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 you've told me the stories, but who's like the dudes that are still in your corner that you chop it up with that are like, hey, this guy's influencing me as a professional, as an athlete. Cause it cause your back's against the wall some days yeah. and some days you're on top. You know how it is. Yeah, uh I still have you know, I mean a lot of my friends strictly from Arizona, that's where I spent the most time, obviously. Right. And yeah. A lot of those dudes, you know what I mean? Chandler Jones, like I say, DeAndre Hopkins, it's you know what I mean? So we can list all the all yeah. my friends that and I've had. And they have their adversity too, man. Like list cool. all my friends that I've had, you know what I mean, that's played at that team. The people that I met in Philadelphia, you know what I mean? Devontae Smith, Quez Walken, Jalen Rigger, like all these dudes still, you know what I mean, hitting me up. Still, you know what I mean, pushing, tell you to push, you know, right. days that you might be down there. Checking in. And days, you you know what I mean, you see them might be down there. If something happens, you know what I mean, you, you check on them. So it's like a, it's a likewise thing. But one of my biggest... Like, I got a, in Philly, I met Travis Fogelman and met, you know, John Hightower, two dudes, like, that's still battling to get st- stability in the league. And those are two of my, like, good friends that we talk all the time. I love that. Yeah, all the time. It's, I mean, of course, there's going to be that mutual respect of, like, hey, I know you're going through it. I'm going through it. Let's, I say iron sharpens iron all the time on the show. Like, yeah. it is, it is one of those situations and uh, it grows into a beautiful friendship. Yeah. And I tell you, it's like, they, like, literally, we was in the Eagles, I was on practice squad. Uh, Travis was on practice squad. Uh, John was on practice squad. But it's like, man, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do different to make ourselves get in a better situation? Right. You know what I mean? What are we gonna do? So we was having conversations as the three of us, like, bro, we gonna go out here at practice every day and kill, and yeah. whatever goes on from there, like go from there. We on this team right now. Us three, let's go kill. You know what I mean? Let's go make our own receiving core today, real quick. Exactly. You know what I'm saying like, and we pushed each other to a different level, and you know what I mean? Coaches see that. You know what I mean? As, right. as the time grows, coaches see that, and so I got up and played it. You know what I mean? At the end of the year. Oh, I was there. Yeah, I know. A little playoff game versus Tom yeah. Brady. I seen it. You know how it goes. A little hit stick <laughs> kickoff. I see it. You know how it goes. I uh I mean, you gotta control the controllable at the end of the day. Like it it's tough, but at the same time, like you could wake up every day in the morning and feel some type of way or things not been going your way. And it's like, dude, it's no matter what you're doing, you're going through something and you gotta 
you got to be able to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to put in as much work as possible. I'm going to go to bed at night and sleep like a baby because I knew I didn't leave any stone unturned. I did my job. I took care of my body. I got right. I'm a good man. I'm a good father. All this. Yeah. Like you, once you could do, once you could check those off, like that's all you could do. You, you can't, can't be mad. You can't you know be mad. I mean? You can't be saying. mad at your situation. No matter what, if you know that you went out here and literally did everything, made the most of your opportunity, made right. the plays when the ball came your way, made the plays when you got to tackle somebody, made the plays when that's what I'm saying whatever it is, you know what I mean? If you go out there and you make that play and you know that you did everything that you can do, you will be okay with yourself right. at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no matter how long your NFL career is, like you'll be fine with yourself because you're like, I know I had days where I was, you know what I mean? Top notch. And yeah. days that you're not top notch, you're like, man, I know I didn't have a good day today. So now, you, now you're thinking about that going into the next day. Exactly. Now you're letting that be a train of, you know what I mean, bringing you down, bringing you down, bringing you down. So when you know that you're going out there every day and you're, giving your, you're doing all you need to do and making your plays and, you know what I mean, a coach can never bring you up in film or nothing like that, that you're being lazy or anything like that. Yeah. And you'll be fine with yourself. I Trust me, I could not agree more. You'll, have to, you'll be able to live with the decisions that they make at the end of the day. Exactly. And that's where, like, the whole business side comes in and it – it's a, uh, it's not easy because you, you're like, damn, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing this. I'm it's doing timing. that. It's like, it's the timing. It's, it's a numbers the timing. game. Numbers is, you know what I mean? It's all different things. Let's say, for instance, that we have, right. you got all these franchise D linemen. You got the franchise. You got three franchise receivers. You know right. what I mean? You got three dudes that's Hall of Fame type players on your yeah. team. If you go out there and do what you're going to do, you can't beat that battle sometimes. No. So you can't really be mad at yourself that you can't beat that battle. No, and you can't. I mean, you get like there's it's it's a double-edged sword. Like there's like you said, there's Hall of Famers are on the one side of the thing where they are already proven and you can't you can't you can't have 7 years of experience mm-hmm. in one day. It doesn't work. And then at the same time, as a program, as a business, cuz that's all the other companies they might have just invested into a first round, second round, whatever thing. Well, they put money up and they're like, let me see what I could do with this investment. Yeah. So they're going to, again, give them a little more benefit of the doubt on things. That's just how the it's, business it's, side it's goes. BS, it's BS, but like it's- That's just the business it's side, the business of, side of, of it. You know what I mean? Like, I leave that side to, you know what I mean? You got to leave that up. As a player, you got to leave that up to the building, whatever building you're in, whatever owners, GMs, whatever it may be. You got to leave that to them. Well, you business is that. business. And uh, if you have a business, Fresno First Bank is where you should go for your banking business. Fresno First Bank is a local bank to Fresno and to the community. They have a strong connection with business owners and to help them grow and succeed. At Fresno First, they're never too busy for you. When you walk in, they give you a handshake, a head nod, a high five of, hey, do you see the dogs win last weekend? Hey, did you listen to the last episode of Bring the Juice? Whatever it might be, uh, the personalized, the customer experience, and they're going to treat you like family. They're always going to take a business approach to what you need. And uh, Fresno First is the place I would go if I'm if I'm handling business. And you know, I know you mentioned in the NIL deal earlier you would go to Doghouse. Well, I would argue you should go to Dervos Deli because they are the elite sandwich in Fresno right now. I still got you know I got the cup, but I still got to go try. You got it. the he's got the cup. You know, what we man? both got the cup right now. Shout out to Dervos. Yeah. Um. But Dervos Deli, they I, I keep rabbiting about the chicken sandwich. Maybe we got to get one today. I don't know before you leave town. But like they have this juicy chicken sandwich. They got burgers. They got fresh ingredients. Nice little salami sub. Like they got something for whatever mood you're feeling. Because sometimes you go in and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling a real nice just deli sandwich right now. Maybe like a, like a, like a hot pastrami yeah. or something like that. But other times you switch it up. You're like, you know what? I was feeling it. But I look at the picture of the burger in the corner and it looks really good. So you're trying Durable's something else Durable's diverse like that. I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to have to try it out. All right. You heard it, for, you heard it first. Check out Duro's Deli, people. Key, 
<clears throat> you know, as one of my good friends, I've seen you grow as you've seen me grow. But one thing, now that I'm getting older, I mentioned before early on in the pod. Getting married. Vibes. I'm getting married. Yeah. yeah vibes. But you're a father. Right? You're, you're, you've been a father for a minute now. And how much has your life changed since you started becoming a father? And why? So my first year in the league, yeah, um, I had my daughter. Right. And uh, you know what I mean? The day I had my daughter, I had practice. Wow. You know what I mean? So we get to going, waking up early in the morning. I call my coach. I'm like, you know, I'm on my way to have my daughter. You know what I mean? I have the daughter. I have to go back to work right after. So I had my daughter at 1228. At noon, at noon, night? Noon. Noon. 1228. Lunchtime. Lunchtime. I had to be back at the building at three. Uh, so then from there, I'm like, okay. I just didn't kind of know how to play my parts with being in the league yet, you know what right. I mean? And dealing with the family and the league aspect. So it was a hard transition into being a father at the same time being my first year in the NFL. So it was a harder, it was more of a harder transition. But now I know like as time went on, now I know how to kind of like manage, you know what I mean, everything and not let certain things affect me as a parent or as a player, you know what I mean? Certain ways and certain things go. But, you know what I mean? It's been nothing but a blessing. And uh, I just look at it as, you know what I mean? Just go to work, make sure I take care of that because then that's the only way I'm going to be able to take care of my daughter. Right. So I got to look at it as that. Would you say, you know, to the other dads out there who are balancing a job, sport, or a job in a job in fatherhood, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's hard for you because you can't you can't call into work and say, "Hey, I can't be there today. My daughter's sick." Like, mm-hmm. that's not really the conversation you can have. Yes. But and it, granted, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you also do have a period of the year where you're available. Yeah, like, you, you're flexible on things. So there is give and take to that. But I mean, have you? Do you think like? I know you've overcome some adversity. You could bounce from team to team to team and team. And like, that's not easy on being a father because obviously you were in San Francisco a couple of months ago. That's right. That's close to home. It's a driving distance. You're currently, as we're recording this in Atlanta, that's a couple of flights away at this point. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm saying. That's the hard part as right. pretty much as, you know what I mean? Just being a parent in general in this sports industry, like knowing that it's times where you got to be gone and be away from your kid and you're not very, you know what I mean, available to her at the time. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? That can play effect on you as a player if you don't take it the right way. So now I kind of have to look at it as in like, I'm doing this to help her life as well. You know what I mean? Help have the fun later on in life. Help have, go do all the things that we want to do when, when she's a little older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got to look at it as that instead of taking it as, man, I'm away from my kid for this certain period of time. Like, I got to look at it as a positive thing to where... Perspective. It's a perspective. I got to look at it as a positive way to where I'm like, okay, well, I'm only doing this to, you know what I mean, really develop, you know what I mean, develop more... Help your family. Financial freedom for for us. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Totally. You're chasing the bag. I'm I'm chasing the bag. I'm chasing the dream that I wanted to do as well, but I'm also chasing, you know what I mean, setting my kids up for something, you know what I mean, and setting my daughter up to where... We're not, we're never will be in a situation where we're struggling or we can't go to the park or we, I mean, go get ice cream or we can't go, you know what I mean? Go do, do something, do something that's fun. You know yeah. what I mean? I want her to be able to experience 
some things that I couldn't experience as a young person at certain times. Like, you know, my mom did a tremendous job, did Absolutely. everything well, you know what I mean? But it's still times that we weren't in the same situation that I'm in and I want to be able to only make it better for her. Let her live a better life than I did and I lived a pretty damn good life. <clears throat> I love that, Key. What is like, I mean, we've been talking, we've talked business a while, you're talking family now, like the league's not going to last forever. What, have you thought about eventually, like what, would you ever have a, you have like a core investment you think would be badass or like a business you'd want to open or something along those lines? Oh, uh, I've have a couple of things up my sleeve that I think that I, you know what I mean? Just everyone has gyms, you know what I mean? But some I are think, hidden, some are hidden. Yeah, some are hidden. I think certain things that I can do can, you know what I mean? Help more with recruiting, help more with, you know what I mean? Giving kids the time management within yeah. all within working out. And I played, I got drafted. You know, like, you know. I've started in the league, like I played at every level. So if you have this dream, I can only help kids to show them what, you know what I mean, what it takes. And I can help them for things that I didn't know at a younger age. Yeah. I can give to them. Absolutely. Like at that younger age. No, and I I mean, I don't have the experience you have in at especially in the NFL, but like I even think like I've personally started helping kids with getting from high school to even have an opportunity to the NFL. Like Dude, I mean, not to the high school to the NFL, high school to college. Because you showed the, you know what I mean, as for you, like you yeah. show what it takes to, you know what I mean, walk on out of school and work your way up to getting a Dude. scholarship to playing, right? To doing all the things that, you know what I mean, some kids might have to take that path, right? It's so like, it's like, I can show you what hard work takes, exactly what it takes to do this. Like, I can only, you know what I mean, I can tell you it's not easy. It's not easy. It's going to be days that you're going to be like, do I really want to do this? Do yes. I not? Because you're feeling like some things aren't going your way, but it's Absolutely. like, what are you going to do? You're going to wake up or, and give up or are you going to wake up and grind? It, so it, you have like, two options. You got two mean, options. You're getting better, you're getting worse. And like, it's tough because you have you have those days, especially when you're doing everything right, like we talked about, and it's just not going your way necessarily, or the phone's not calling, or you're not getting those reps that you wanted. Like, mm -hmm. that's where, those are the days where it's like, okay, do I really want this? Do I really want to go through this yeah. hell? But it's a lot of people that's been... You know what I mean? That has the best stories. Yeah. That's been through situations like that. So it's like So I started a podcast. You, you know what I mean? I got like, I got stories. But you like, got the stories. So you know what I mean? Like it's like how how do I tell them? Right. You know what I mean? And this is a way for you to tell your stories or help, sure. you know what I mean? Or help kids learn from the people that you met throughout your journey, <laughs> tell their story and you know what I mean, let every kid know that it's not always green. No, like no, not at all. Everything wasn't always green. I didn't start off, you know what I mean, at Fresno State the best player. You know what I mean? I had to work to develop to being one of the best players on our team. I had to work to develop to being a leader. Like, you know right. what I mean? To getting the respect. Like, it just didn't yeah. start from day one. No, no. Once you I get there, that. high school starts all over. You're not, your high school stats, your high school. You're all, just a number once you get to college, yeah, man. You got to read. You got to read. They don't care how many stars you had, yeah. where are you from, any of that. It starts like, over. It starts right over. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. And like, again, that's one of the reasons I have the pod is because it's just a platform to really just let you discuss that like hey i i didn't i didn't it wasn't always a nfl wide receiver like this is where i started this is how i progressed like dudes come on with stories i mean olympians have come on like we had we went to the fight to watch jose ramirez a couple weeks yeah. a couple months ago when he came on the pod and he talked about his journey i was sitting here literally interviewing him and i'm like asking him questions as if i'm just like like it wasn't even looking at a paper there was no structure it's just like damn you, you start overcome just thinking, adversity right? and that's how my pods are now like the better i'm getting at them the more experience i'm gaining it's like dude like nobody nobody wants to hear you know like yeah of course i'd like to ask you like what it was like to score a touchdown in the nfl like yeah. 
it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a dream come it's true. Amazing. You have plans. What you gonna do when you score a touchdown? But all those plans go out your way when because you're so excited. And it's a dream that you always wanted to do. You right. Know what I mean, so but but like people like I think they could like that's awesome to hear, and it's a great platform to discuss those things. But it's also I think a hundred times better platform to discuss like hey, it's mentally hard to go through this. Like it's not the easiest thing in the world. I'm a man who's working for a company where I'm getting bounced around, not just from like office building, office building, yeah. from freaking state to state, one side of the United States, to the other side of the United States, from London to the Bay, baby. Yeah, like right. we're getting after it and it's not the easiest thing, but like, again, it's just an opportunity for people to chop it up. And I have yet to have an athlete come on here that had a bad experience. Like at least that they told me about mm-hmm. like people are just like, dude, this is dope. Like nobody's, nobody's doing yeah. this right now. And I like this, I don't say this level, but like, you learn like this direct. You know what I mean? Everywhere you move, or you know what I mean, from state to state that you have to move to, or from place to place, like you learn different things. You know yeah. what I mean? There's always something more that you can learn. Like you learn how to deal with different coaches. You learn how to deal with different players. Like it's players from all over the, you know what I mean, all over the world. It's right. players from everywhere. It's coaches from everywhere. So different backgrounds. So it's like you're only developing a skill for yourself that's gonna. I feel like that can help you after football when right. you have to get into. You know what I mean? The business side of it, you know what I mean? Different well, staying things. Staying a role model, man. Yeah, like staying a role model. Like, all that. Doing all that stuff. So it's like you're developing a skill that some people don't really think about. Right. And that's only going to help you later on that if you take it the right way. Yeah. I mean, being a competitor yourself, Key, like I know you, you've been using the iron sharpens iron, bringing the juice and all that. But in your journey in the league, like who's the, not the league even, in your journey as an athlete, Who's the biggest competitor you've ever been around? Like, damn. Biggest competitor. Okay. Buda Baker. Buda Baker. Yes. I'm going to give him. He's the number one competitor that I ever played with. Dude's just hungry. The, like, like he has. he's never tired. Yeah. Like, the man is never. Like, you can never say, okay, Buda was tired on this play. Right. He's always going to be going 110 miles per hour. Like, it don't matter... If it's the first play of the game or it's the 90th play of the game, like he's gonna be out there running 100 miles per hour. And I feel like that's why the things that he's doing now are starting to show even more because it's like, if you go watch film, you're gonna see 32 when he was in his old number three now, like you're gonna see him running around crazy. Yeah. I have another one, like, you know what I mean? He's uh, DeAndre. DeAndre, he's an ultimate competitor. competitor. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's an ultimate competitor as well. Like, he doesn't expect himself to lose when it's a one-on-one. Like, you know right. what I mean? Never. As no, no, no one should. But I'm gonna say his his will into being like, okay, yeah, like you can't mess with me. Right. It's different. Like wow. he like, yeah, like he just watched this demeanor that's totally different. It's different. Like, yeah, you I'm like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you go watch some of his old things when he told tells people, like, I fear God, like I'm he's different. Wow. He's different. Wow. Yeah. So who's the best competitor? All right, now, not say that you know personally, but like the ultimate competitor in sports history. I don't know. That's any tough. sport, any sport. I don't any know. Sport. That's tough. There's a lot of them. I can't give one. I, mean, I can't like, get. I ain't play like you know. What I mean, you see certain things when you play with certain people. When you play with certain people, you're like, you that's see different. that. You see and, that's and the some, ultimate. Competitor. And some people they rise to the occasion in a big situation, and it's like. Damn, like yeah, but I'm a damn sure competitor too. Like I don't like to lose in anything. Key, I I I so, was sitting at the Fresno State game this like, weekend, and I said like, I love the Young Bulls. Yeah, I sat, I was sitting between George Helmuth and Marcus McMurray, and I said, dude, I said none of these dudes are touching Key right now, bro. Like, yeah, I don't like to lose. Like, you don't you know like I mean? to lose, but like 
you also have this trait about like you're you like to go into takeover mode and if we need a win if you need a win throw me the ball like that let's go let's go do it and the best players i feel like they want like if you don't want to rise to the occasion in those situations then you you really aren't that dude yeah like you know what i mean sometimes it's not even being like some people could say cocky arrogant whatever like i was never confident i was just confident in my game like you know what i mean like okay cool let's go be what we supposed to be. Let's go right. do what I'm supposed to do. So coach, like, believe in me and I'm believing you to call this play, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, let's yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. It's a two-way street. Let's do it. I mean, I think... Like the boys he State play. I Coach DeBoer, he, I told him, can he the please... The bomb? Yes. The one you took your helmet off got the penalty after? I told him, can he please call this play? <laughs> like, please call the play. Like, call this play, please. I'm going to score and I'm going to tell him that the game's over. And no, literally... That's wild. You know what I mean? That's kind of like... You just got to have that dog in you some, at certain points. You know what I mean? And, and if you have a coach to believe in you, that comes, you know what I mean? That comes with time. That don't just happen overnight. You no. know what I mean? That came with that came with time. It came with me, you know what I mean? Working and doing certain things that I had to do. <clears throat> Keyshawn Johnson's got that dog in him. Let, him. let it be known. Yeah. 19 had the dog too. He was a little feisty little dog out there. Man, get out of here. Don't be out of pocket. <laughs> um, I have one more question I want to ask you. Oh, all right. Are you on TikTok? I got one. All right, but I I more watch it than I. So you're you're a talk you're a ticker not a talker. Yeah, yeah. Right. I guess yeah. I guess that I guess you could say. So, you that. know, I'm trying to join. I'm trying to grow the content. So I'm not much yeah. of a. I'm more of a talker than a ticker. Okay. I post shit, but I don't look you, at it. You very. don't look at it. I but, look. I look. I don't, yeah. I look. Yeah. What's good? We're like on the toilet and all that. Like you know, pass the time. <laughs> yeah. It honestly is addicting. You just got your thumb motion. Just, just going. You're like it's going on whatever, and on and on. Whatever. Yeah. You don't like it. Yeah. But. I just saw one today as I was, I don't want to say as I was driving, but I was at a stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this guy said, would you take $15 million right now, but once a month for the rest of your life, you had to go heads up with Derrick Henry at any given moment? So either take $15 million You could take right $15 now. million right now. But it's the contingency that you have to. Derrick Henry's going to hit you like downhill a gap once a month for the rest of your life. You just got to eat those for a while. I'm a competitor. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, hey, I'm coming in well, that hole. I'm a medium in that hole. It's, it's supposed I mean? to be when you don't understand it. So the guy's case was like, it might be when you're in the shower. You might just be getting up from the toilet. Like, well, come on, I guess we, we go. You have to eat those sometimes. We got to do. What we got to do that's, You know, what I mean that's. It's a big lump sum of money. You're gonna be living on high alert, though. You can, yeah. You can, you. But it's all you always gotta live like that. It's true. Like you always gotta be on high alert. You never know. There's certain things that happen in the world nowadays that's just it's out of pocket, out of pocket, and not not right. And you guys, so oh. you just certain. You know, what I mean, certain situations that we've seen over the past few years has not just been this. No, it's not been so right. Might as so well take like, the 15 mil. Yeah, come on, I dare you. I guess, but let's let me see you in the shower if I have to. Like, <laughs> If I got to run into you, you know what I mean? Sometimes it'd be like that. It happens to the best of us, I guess, these yeah. days. All right, Keeble, we need to get your jersey up on the wall, first of all. Yeah, I'm all here. I thought about it. It's in the garage. I got it for you, though, gang. Yeah, well, maybe I'll see you before you leave. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. Anything else you want to say to bring the Juice Nation? Uh, you know, keep supporting to bring the juice. You know what I mean? Everybody lock in. Mm. And let's make it. Let's blow it up even more. Mm. Piss hot team. Yeah. Uh, fire me up. Another great episode of the Bring Juice podcast. Be sure to follow Keyshawn Johnson on all the socials. Check him out this season, wherever he's at in the NFL right now with Atlanta. 
And uh, I have nothing but you're going to do great things, brother. And thank you for saying yes for being at my wedding. It's going to be a great day. We're going to have to start playing in that bachelor trip pretty soon. Too. It was an honor, you know. This was this was a day to come. It, it's like a giving. It's only getting better. <sighs> Trending up. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, make sure to bring the juice this week and fire me up. <laughs>